A very good evening to you and uh, welcome to our 5 p.m. service. Uh, this evening I have uh, prepared this meditation entitled Pass Me Not, O Gentle Saviour. Uh, it has been uh, taken from the uh, hymn that we are familiar with. Uh, after the meditation, as the response song goes, we will sing this hymn uh, to kind of round up the meditation that we have uh, at this hour. And the text taken is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 33. I'm reading to you now from the NIV version. It's a text on Jesus walking on water. A very unique uh, situation that we see Jesus' ministry uh, having the chance to walk on water. Okay, so it goes like this. Verse 30, 22, Immediately Jesus made the disciples to get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. The crowd he referring to the time before this text was the time that he ministered to the feeding of the 5,000, the same chapter there in Matthew 14. That after feeding uh, to the miracle of the 5,000, uh, the crowd was still there. And the opening verse here says, immediately after that, <coughs> kind of linked together, Jesus did something, sent the disciples away. Uh, folks, you go onto the boat and travel the other side of the land. And then 23, verse 23 will say, after he had dismissed them, he went on or up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone. Uh, so you can see it was a long period of prayer, all right, till at night. Then look at the disciple. He said the boat was already considered a distance away from the land, buffed by the waves because the wind was against it. It seemed that now they are facing the storm while on board of the boat. And shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them and walking on the lake. Now, Jesus reappeared, but this time showing them that he was walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they say, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately returned and said to them, Take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Alright, folks, uh, don't worry, you know me, I'm coming to you. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Or oh, you can see Peter always a kind of forerunner, uh, want to do things first. Uh, let me now try to walk to you, Lord. Then the reply came in verse 29, come, the Lord say. Then Peter go down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. Well, he literally walked out, huh? Peter. But then when he saw the wind, or perhaps the waves also, he was afraid, beginning to sink, cried out to the Lord, save me. As usual, right? You need someone to save you. Immediately, again, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? The opposite of doubt will be faith, folks. Or, or the opposite of faith will be doubt. 
Then when they climbed onto the boat, the wind died down. And those who were in the boat worshipped him, worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Folks, this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. <coughs> Lord, once again we continue to bow before you in worship. Thanking, th- thanking you for bringing us all together at this hour. We thank you for the song to remind us all honour and glory be to you. Truly you deserve our worship, you deserve our praises, you deserve our love, deserve our thanksgiving altogether. For you alone has created us and make us your people. And so we want to pray that the Spirit himself will bring your word, passage, meditation to us, that we will continue to know you and be drawn closer to you at every moment of our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I look at this calendar date that we have so far, we are now entering the year 2024, and today already 21 days, so fast. I remember uh, before even Pastor Anthony left us that night, he said, he scheduled me to preach at 31st what time, thinking it was my farewell message. Hey, how come I'm here today? <laughs> so it's like <laughs> a, a, a miracle, a freshness and newness with me. Yeah, so according to Pastor Iman, reminded me this morning, hey, Pastor Lee, you took 15 minutes, you know, that sermon. Wow, I said, yeah, lah. I thought I give it up all. <laughs> Nothing left behind. But somehow, I still got something to share. The Lord is gracious. So I kind of, in my heart, reminded him, do I go more than 15 minutes today? Uh, no, yeah. I got a whole year to do the preaching occasionally here. So keep some for another time. Uh. <coughs> so I try to keep the time at this moment too, maybe half an hour or less. So how this is, I, I, I see myself in uh, entering the new year and I wonder how you yourself see yourself in the new year and what you have gathered uh, so far from the Lord as we celebrate the new year. So I realize I need to do some PR job here, uh, public relation, uh, to share with you that in this new year experience, we have received and welcomed our new PIC. Right? Uh, his name now no stranger to you. Maybe it's still a stranger to you because you only may see him once a week. Uh, in the name of call, Reverend Chan Siu Chai. Uh, as I say in the morning, it's very odd to call him Reverend Chan. You know why? When you call him that, you look very old to him. So I like to call him at a brotherly term, Pastor Siu Chai. Alright, I'm more on a friendly tone together. So we thank God that our common prayer now among us, the team, the staff, leadership, but even you as a church, that we want to pray for him, for the new adjustment with us. At the same time, we ask him to pray for us, our new adjustment with him. So there are two ways of prayer now. 
or entering the new year, sing at the PIC here with us. So my PR job this evening is to tell you that he's a nice guy, <laughs> very pleasant person, approachable, friendly, something like me. <laughs> And also something like Pastor Iman. <laughs> because we don't want him to lose out. <laughs> Give him some credit here. Now folks, joke uh, aside, uh, seriously, we, we want to be the pastoral kind of approach to the church with a heart of concern and care. So my approach to you this evening, feel free to approach uh, the new PIC and talk to him, alright? Because last Sunday, someone asked me, Pastor Lee, is this a new pastor? I said, yeah. Have you got a chance to talk to him? Have you got a chance to talk to him? Yes. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> but this is a gentle reminder for those who yet to do it. Lah. But take your time. Uh, you will find what I described correct. Lah. If not correct, come and see me. <laughs> I will help him to be more that way, to, to reach out to you. So here, there's a PR job here. He didn't ask me to do. Uh, also, not try to embarrass him uh, in that sense. But just to really bring him on board well, that he is already part of us, uh, will be into the ministry together with us in this new brand year. <clears throat> so this is how I see we receive the year two, 2024 uh, before the Lord in Amokil Methodist Church, right? And if you ask me, I would like to tell you that 2024 also something new with me because uh, 2023 will be my last year with track conference, or I call it the headquarters. I have uh, fully retired from track after 41 years with them. Uh, one great experience is I will not be subjected to the appointment system. You know, as a track pastor from headquarters, you will be posted to church from church. You can stay here for five, six years. Then next year appointment will come. Pastor Siu Chai, you're going back to Pentecost Methodist Church. Yeah. <laughs> or Pastor Anthony will come back to Amokyo Methodist Church. You know, that's our system, folks. And we don't know whether uh, that will happen, but we at a Methodist pastor subject to all the merry-go-round, so to speak, appointment system. But since I kind of use the term retire from track, I will not there, but I will be now uh, on contract, so to speak, designed for me, right? a local pastor, uh, starting 2024, and it will be on a year-to-year -year basis, so I don't take salary from track. I take salary from you. <laughs> oh, from God, thank you. I thank God that God is so generous. Either way, all right. right. So, but then the main role for me will be more participation on the Sunday duty with you folks. You see me on. And beside that, we call it a pastoral care that I will mingle around with the church people on an interpersonal ministry, uh, making like visit to the folks, uh, 
the elderly will be in the shut ins or hospital visits. Uh, of course, we do that even as a track pastor. And then also like doing some family wake or funeral services as the need arises before us. So I have, can kind of put myself fully, fully into this pastoral ministry. So cut down on the admin aspect, uh, attending different uh, committee meetings and things like that, or supervisory pastor to certain committee and ministry. But I still got one or two uh, things with me to do that with the team here. So uh, almost like reduce my informant to 30 to 40 percent. Uh, folks will ask me the last 21 days, I don't think I have retired. No way. Still like a full string in the ministry. And I told the folk in the morning, although look, the title maybe I retired or semi-retired pastor, uh, but he almost like a hundred percent into the workforce. But it's okay, folks. I do enjoy that. Praise God, as long as the stamina, uh, energy is given, I think I will be there. So talking about funeral service, incidentally, the Lord kind of opened an opportunity for me just two weeks ago and so on. Then I received a call from one of our church people saying to me that, Pastor, I have a friend, her mother is in hospital looking for a pastor to do her baptism in Cantonese. Cantonese. You think who will go? Pastor Lee lah. Of course, I will go, but then uh, may not be so good. But I believe the Lord will give me word to do that practice for these elderly folks. But the background to it is very interesting because the person who called me or linked up with me is the lady's elder son, uh, calling him Mr. Wong himself. And he's a re believer, all right, that he not entered the faith yet. But he is so keen to find and engage a pastor to go and baptize the mom. Because he said the mother be very keen to have her baptism before she leaves the world. Wow, that made me kanjong also. Don't know whether how soon that will be. But thank God that her life was absented for a while. And I also had the opportunity to meet up the elderly lady. And also heard from her daughter, the other child, saying that she has been praying for the mother. Actually, in September last year, managed to pray with her, the sinner's prayer. And uh, all the while, the mom was saying, uh, when will my baptism be coming and so on. Because she feels that time may be up for her any time or soon. But the Lord had extended her life. So I managed to see her and baptize her uh, Saturday a week before. And uh, then just last Wednesday, uh, we received news that she has passed on. And I just conducted the wake and the funeral for her uh, just last Friday. But to me, it's a very blessed moment for her and the family to see the mom got her wishes got the faith, zeal in the faith uh, that she can enter the heaven door. To God be the glory.
Ready. Ready. And the family was very, very happy and uh, loving the mother till the end. And I was told the mom was so ready to go back to the home, heaven, that during well, one of the occasions that she was still in the hospital, they even arranged an undertaker company or the person in charge to talk to the mother. And she even told them what to do, what to have for her funeral. To the point she even bargained <laughs> with a tauke or undertaker. Please give them some discount. <laughs> First time I heard this at the eulogy, you know, the daughter was sharing, you know, very cheerful to say the mom was so careful in the planning, even to her last hour, things like that. So, all in all, we really kind of feel a blessed moment for this elderly lady. Uh, the wish she has been granted, uh, that her faith was sealed through the baptism. You see, the form of baptism is ready to declare her faith in the Lord publicly and uh, to kind of honor her faith in the Lord and count her as a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also as a testimony to the community, her loved ones, because it was saying that uh, all the while they thought she was more inclined to the Chinese ritual for her final day. But I was told the night when they came for the week, they saw there was a cross at the tentage. Say, are we at the right place or not? Then the family said, yes, because mom now baptized and has received the Lord and uh, gave her place into the heaven glory. So while they gave the logic, it was really a testimony to those loved ones who yet to know the Lord that the time or the opportunity can be given to you, so don't miss it. Mommy has done it. Uh, it'll be your turn. Just like talking to the brother uh, who yet to open his heart to the gospel and so on. So, all in all, if you ask me, entering the new year, even before the end of January, uh, this kind of uh, blessing to the family folks uh, have been a great blessing to me. And deep in my heart, I only can bow and thank God for a moment as such. And so blessed to be available uh, to family who needs us in this manner. Truly to God be the glory. So this is the update Lord, so, uh, to share with you at this moment. And I hope from time to time there will be more to share. Uh, how we kind of Exercise of faith, touching lives, sharing one another, uh, encouraging one another together. So I pray that you will have your own experience, good or bad. We know the Lord's hand is with us. So this evening, the Lord kind of laid on my heart to share this theme, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. It's really good in the sense that I've seen how this other lady communicated to by the Saviour himself to a life. We are going to sing this hymn after the meditation uh, to kind of recapture uh, what we share with you at this moment. So the text given to us just right to you <coughs> concerning Jesus' 
greeting uh, with the disciple and send them off to have their own book right yeah, to, to the other side of the land. Uh, very interesting. That reminds me, as I say, if you fetch your kid to school, you will just leave her and him at the door gate and say, bye-bye. You go into the school, find your friend, recess time, buy your own food, choose what you want to eat, uh, make sure you behave yourself. After school, I'll be there to fetch you. So this is a picture like what the Lord is telling the disciple. You go, take care of yourself, face the world. Because I've been teaching you something about the kingdom of God. It's time that you take the boat, go to other land and see what you can do for the Lord and see for yourself the result. So having that in mind at the back of the text, I have three object lessons to share with you this evening. The first one is to have the presence of Jesus. To remind ourselves to have the presence of Jesus with us. So here you can see again that when the disciples were on to the boat and halfway through, they met the storm. Even before they landed, they met the storm. And you can imagine the fear, uh, the helplessness situation they feel, and they wish Jesus could be around. Now, this text is different from Matthew 8, when they are saying in Matthew chapter 8 that Jesus was found sleeping during the storm. This is a different kind of situation event. Of course, the Bible is very clear about saying Jesus was sleeping, but in fact, it was saying that physically he could be drained out or tired. That's why he may have taken a nap at that moment. But again, when they woke up, woke Jesus up, Jesus came to feel the storm. That was in chapter 8 of Matthew. But here you can see Jesus was totally absent. Let them face the world, so to speak, on their own. But then, it's not really true when you read on that they need not to be there alone. But coming back to face a storm, you realize recently in the media, we read about even Australia, the western part of Australia, had a sudden storm. Recently, unheard of, right? The trees were uprooted, houses were blown off, property were destroyed. It was just half an hour job. It's terrible. The damages were really there. And then earlier in the day, or the year, uh, in Japan, they faced an earthquake, and that triggered the loss of 200 over lives. It's sad to hear that. But the storm or earthquake just came and happened before them. And so now you read in the text here, in Matthew 14, that the disciple had the share of meeting the storm. Of course, they also feel very helpless and so on. But when you look carefully, Storm could be common to them because they are professional fishermen. They know how to prepare in such, but yet they realize they could be so helpless in that kind of situation. So have you wondered why Jesus was not with them on the boat? How come Jesus was not there? But then you realize what the Bible was saying, that Jesus really did not leave, really leave them. 
it is found that Jesus was there. The second point to remind ourselves, he was up in the mountain there to pray. But before that, Psalm 46, first 1 to 2, a very comforting word to us. God is a refuge and strength, very pleasant help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way. Sound like earthquake, right? And then, though mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and form, though the mountain tremble, its swelling. Exactly this is how it happened. When earthquake came, will come. Look to God, for He is a refuge and strength, very pleasant help in trouble. And learn to be still in verse 10 and know that He is God. For He will be exalted high among the nation. He will be there, controlling, guiding the people on earth. So here we have the assurance that even though you are in a storm, remember that God is a refuge and strength, a very present help to all of us. And this is what kind of we learn from the scripture. And finally, it is said in verse 32 of this chapter, that when Jesus came and joined them on the boat, the wind died off. Truly, they need the presence of Jesus to calm the storm for them. As I look at it, that they need Jesus, how much more we also need Jesus to help us to calm the storm before us. So the presence of Jesus is important. We are not to take him for granted. That's why object number two reminds us, object lesson number two, we look at Jesus' prayer. Now, so what happened when Jesus was absent with them? He did not go and take a nap or a tea break. But the Bible says he went to the mountainside to pray, folks. Jesus was praying. And we know and discover in Scripture, we've been writing that the prayer life of Jesus has been his regular pattern. Uh, the spiritual discipline of prayer has been with Jesus all this while. Look at the verses here, Mark 1, 35. He was praying alone early in the morning, away from the people, the crowd. Jesus was praying. Luke 5, 16 says, The crowd tried to press on him, but he took sukha cover to say, sleeping away, but to pray. And then Luke 6, 12, it was the night of prayer before he selected or chose those 12 disciples. He spent the whole night in praying. Do we able to agonize ourselves in prayer at that kind of moment? Because selection of the 12 is important for him. Because he knows when he leaves this world, the whole entire mission will be rest on this group of folks. Of course, they are not perfect. The people betray him, sold him out, ran away from him. But later, filled with the Holy Spirit, that child, of course, but additional new one, turned the world upside down. Because Jesus made the point of praying for them in the selection time. Start from the beginning. 
And then John 14, uh, 17 rather, you can read the whole chapter of Jesus' prayer for his disciples. Very detailed. This thing now. The day and I, God the Father, will be like one in together, the unity of faith. And that his prayer to God the Father is keep them away from the evil. Importantly, also pray that they may be in the world, but not of the world. Preserve them, keep them away from temptation. You see the point of meaning that they are in the world? Sure, we need to eat, we need to run, we need to play, we need to do so many things. But folks, we are not of the world. You don't follow what the world is doing. We follow the path of Jesus. He, only He that we will follow. We belong to the heavenly world. So they may be in the world, but they are not of the world. That is how Jesus' prayer goes. And to me, you can see prayer has been His second nature for Jesus. Point to pointer, how is your prayer life today? How close are you? Or how far are you with God? Something for you to take home. Your prayer. Lesson three, or object lesson three, is to put your faith in action. Now, interestingly, you can really see how Jesus showed them and revealed them, himself to them by walking on water. As I asked this in the morning, folks, have you ever thought how come Jesus never swim toward them? I thought swimming would be faster than walking, right? But no, in this case, the revelation given to me was Jesus walked. You know why? So that they can have a full view of who this person is. Jesus came in full force as a person. Because when you swim, you only see half the body there. But when you come in full, walking on water, you reveal yourself that you are a very personal person, very personal God, reaching out to you. So don't be afraid. I know you're in the midst of the storm. I'm coming to you. I will come to you. Take heart of this. And Peter saw it and said, Lord, can I join you? A very courageous person. I wanted to join Jesus. Sure, the Lord said, come, welcome you. But then the Bible says, when he stepped out of the boat, he saw the wind, he saw the wave, he saw the sea, he called frightened out, or the layman term, he chicken out. Therefore, he sing, he failed. If you press a bit harder, right, like, it really like bitter, take up the courage. And walk, I believe he can. He will be the first man on earth to walk on water. Beside the first man walking on the moon. But he failed. And the Bible says Jesus reached out to him and command, Hey man, you are little faith, man. That's why I say here the opposite of faith he doubt, because the Bible says he doubted. So a reflection for here, folks, is to teach us that we need to put our faith in action. Because our living God 
will kind of assure us that he will never leave or forsake us. All you need to do is to reach out. And just like Abraham, we talked about when God called him, he just packed his thing and left without knowing where he was going. Very good. Even when God says, sacrifice your only son, he packed the son and there he went, even without telling the wife or anybody. Very obedient person. That's it. This is what God wants. When he says, you take it up, you go. When the appointment comes, to this church that good, you take it up, you go. Because God is the one who will direct us. No one else. All we need to do is, Lord, here am I, send me. And there you'll be there. So here, a reflection ready to remind ourselves that Jesus kept his prayer early on, point two, that he ensured that he, this group of disciples will have the prayer covered as they launch out. That even though there was the absence of him, Jesus himself, but he prayer went with them. Cover them in prayer and help them to really to put the faith in action. I got two quotations here to share with you about putting the faith lesson. One is Hassan Taylor, a very well-known, well-loved missionary from British. Uh, from his, he was a British, uh, leaving UK the year to China in the year 1853. All right, you can Google his life's history. A very challenging person took out the mission call of God in those days, 19th century folks. And through the work that he had done in China, uh, he managed to found the organization called the China Indian Mission. And today, this term is still there, but changed the name to Overseas Missionary Fellowship. Still in assistance, serving the Lord with missionaries going or sent out to different parts of the world. It is said that Hassan Taylor had opportunities always to remind the young recruits, young missionary or the junior one, before they started the mission work. He had this to remind them. Let me quote, which says, Often a crisis shows us the slight of ourselves or the sights of ourselves we were blind to. Crisis will reveal something to us. The Lord uses it to reveal the new areas where we need to learn to trust Him. We all must come to know our weaknesses so that we will rely on the Lord's strength. Storms often show us things that we don't see in a calmer level. So there is opportunity to stir up. So we put in our heart to say thank God for the storm that comes. To challenge us, to see how we kind of fail or take the moment that comes to us. In fact, Hudson Taylor has been living with this team in his life, which says God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supplies. This is how he went through his work in his entire life in China 
and reckoned that God had not failed him, but continued to raise up missionaries for the extension of God's kingdom there. Even today, China Indian Mission can still ring in our ears because of OMF. When you think of OMF, you think of China Indian Mission. Another quotation that I hear is from Corinne Ten Boon, uh, a famous author of the book called Hiding Place, the survivor of the German concentration camps. Thank God she survived to the camp. And very often people came to her and said, Corrie, what a great faith you have. But then she smiled and responded, No, it is what a great God I have. Our faith in trials should always point people toward our great God. Folks, what you have in your life of faith will always point to the great God that is given to us. Not so much you accomplish, but so much God has put us to accomplish. Thanks be to God. Our faith relies on the great God that is behind us. We saw that blessing to us. So whatever we accomplish, then nothing goes to us but God himself. Amen to that. So here we learn from these few lessons here. First thing is to how the disciples may see or miss Jesus, but he will never kind of leave them, but to reckon that he covered them with prayer. He went to the mountaintop, prayed by him, just perhaps ready for them. Lord, see to the dead. These folk will be saved through the uh, journey and able to meet the challenge tomorrow. But then when they encountered the storm, Jesus went forward to rescue them, to assure them that He is always there when they needed Him. Of course, lastly, to remind ourselves that we need to exercise that faith that God has put in our heart to trust Him and not to be easily distracted. Uh, someone reminded me one of the things that can distract us is handphone. Folks, when you listen to sermon, are you looking at your handphone? Oh, that's a great distraction. We should switch off the Wi-Fi here. But joke aside, distractions are always there, no matter how. As I say, early in the morning, the Singaporeans are always distracted by the COE. Look at the prices that go up. Uh, so much so, our pastor in charge is thinking very hard to buy his car. As I say, in the staff meeting, we have six reserve lots that he can buy six cars for day. <laughs> but we pray that we will not be so easily distracted by all these items that are floating along us. But our concentration is to focus on Jesus as Hebrew child reminded us that Jesus is the perfecter of the faith. Look to him and he will see us through. And another part of the scripture will remind us that we go by faith more than by sight. People always challenge us and say, you believe God, show us your God. I say, folks, you just open. God is here. Look at the air that you breathe. 
Look at the sunshine that you receive. Who gave it to you? We don't make ourselves. And Singaporean got to buy water from somewhere else. Somewhere. But this is the case that we are living, folks. We are to live by faith more than by sight. Finally, in conclusion, just to put to you this summary, that Jesus may not be seen in the storm, but he is in prayer always. And even shows his presence by walking on water. Right? That's a text here. Read again, go back, Matthew 14. And we learn the disciples have been put to a test about being alone without Jesus and facing the storm. And so we will be on our own to face a storm. A storm can come in many ways and different situations. We are facing on trials, struggles, our pain, our loneliness, our illnesses, our fears of tomorrow or even fears of death. The list can go on. But ultimately, at the end, in verse 33, at the same chapter, after all that I've been saying and shared with you, you look at the ending. When Jesus came on board of the boat, the wind died off. When you have Jesus, there will be peace. There will be comfort that coming to us. And they have acknowledged now that truly you are the Son of God. The one who say, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to God the Father, but to Him. That's the one. And together, they bow and worship Him. Folks, this evening we are here together, bow and worship the living God. Because Jesus came back from life after His death on the cross. And so He deserves our worship. So a gentle reminder, folks, don't miss your Sunday worship, no matter what. You know, when you talk to a girlfriend, rain or sunshine will meet you. Do we say that to God? I hope you can say even more. That whether this speaker will be there or not, I will be there in worshipping the Lord. Not because of the speaker or the pastor or so. But your heart, just like this group of disciples, welcome Jesus on board and worship Him and give Him the glory and magnify His name together. Amen? Okay, let's pray. God, our Heavenly Father, we want to thank You as we bow before You in worship. Truly, You deserve our worship and praises. So we thank you for the word that's spoken and shared through this meditation that the Bible has revealed clearly of who you are and what you can do in our lives and for others. And we want to thank you that even though at times we may face a storm of life, we know we have you. We are not to be fearful but to take courage to exercise the faith that you so want us to exercise, to give you the glory. So we pray that, Lord, you will help us continue to walk the way that you prepare and to face the situation 
we challenge and courage. So grant us your peace and comfort as we move out from the church this evening. Know that you are always before us and leading us. We thank you for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen.